0: Thank you for letting me into your home and heart. I remain the voice of one. Many people go through life believing that all is against them and that no matter how hard they work, they will neither excel nor amount to anything in life. They have been everywhere native doctors, the occults, cults, all kinds of churches, name it, and they've done everything asked of them, yet their fortunes remain unchanged. They have attended seminars by top motivational speakers, all to no avail. Some have even given up and concluded. That they will amount to nothing the story of joseph the son of jacob grandson of isaac and great grandson of abraham in the bible can give us valuable lessons in this regard joseph's mother died when he was a child he was the favorite of his father who made him a coat of many colors and this made his siblings jealous of him joseph did not help himself as he was fond of reporting his older siblings further them. even worse were his dreams which he gleefully told his family he told them of a dream in which his brothers bowed to him and another in which the whole world bowed to him. This made his siblings hate him more and unable to speak kindly of him. One day, his father sent him to go check on his brother's welfare when they had gone to tend the flock. On getting to where they ought to have been, he did not find them. As he was about to return home, a kind gentleman told him he overheard his brothers talking about going to another location, so off he went to that location. But when he reached there, they threw him into a well and optioned his eldest sibling, Reuben suggested to save him from being killed by the others reuben who was secretly hoping to get joseph out of the way well later on soon left to do something about that time a caravan of ishmaelites was passing by so joseph's other siblings sold him to them they then concocted a the story to tell their father they claimed to have found a torn blood-soaked coat of many colors in the field when their father jacob saw the garment he recognized it as joseph's and inferring that a wild beast had killed him was inconsolable as he grieved for his dead son. Meanwhile, the Ishmaelites reached Egypt and sold Joseph as a slave to an Egyptian officer of Pharaoh, a Captain Potiphar. In his new home, Joseph labored for years and later became the head servant. This new position brought him in direct contact with his master's adulterous wife, who cast her eyes on him. Try as he might, Joseph was unable to avoid her. One day, while alone in the house with no servants about, Mrs. Potiphar grabbed his garment and insisted that Joseph sleep with her there and then. Frightened, Joseph fled, but as he did his garment, a loose piece of clothing came off in Mrs. Potiphar's tight grip. Mrs. Potiphar then claimed that Joseph wanted to rape her, and her husband promptly threw him into prison. While in prison, Joseph was favored by the prison officer who placed everything in the prison complex under him. Sometime later, two of Pharaoh's top ministers were thrown into the same prison complex one day when joseph went to attend to these top officials of pharaoh he observed that they looked sad and when he asked what the matter was they told him they had each had a dream but could not understand what it meant joseph then offered to interpret their dreams after joseph interpreted the chief butler's dream which was one of restoration and release from prison in three days the chief baker then told his dream unfortunately the interpretation of the chief baker's dream was of judgment execution in three days three days later the chief baker was executed and the chief butler was released and restored by the time joseph turned 30 he was still in prison serving an indeterminable sentence with hard labor for attempted a crime he had not committed and for which he had not been tried it was also two years since the chief butler was released about that time pharaoh had two dreams, but none of his soothsayers could interpret the dreams with no hope in sight an interpretation. The chief butler suddenly remembered Joseph and told Pharaoh how Joseph had interpreted his and the chief baker's dreams when they were in prison with pinpoint accuracy. Pharaoh therefore sent to fetch Joseph, who, after being hastily scrubbed, perfumed, and clothed, was brought before Pharaoh. Pharaoh told Joseph his dreams, who not only interpreted them, but also counseled Pharaoh on what to do to avert the impending disaster of the famine that was to come upon Egypt and the whole world as revealed by Pharaoh's dreams. What followed shocked even the most perceptive of men. Joseph was not only released from prison, but was also made prime minister of Egypt, the most powerful nation in the then world. Joseph went right to work and excelled, successfully guiding Egypt's agricultural, financial, and economic buoyancy through seven grueling years of intense global famine and financial and economic meltdown during the famine joseph's brothers came to buy food in egypt unbeknownst to them that joseph whom they had sold into slavery was in charge they did not recognize him when they came to buy grain in egypt it had been over 20 years since they sold him to the ishmaelites joseph recognized them though and as he had dreamt so long ago his brothers all bowed to him without realizing who they were bowing to Through a myriad of events, which we do not have the time to expound, Joseph eventually revealed himself to his brothers and relocated the entire Jacob clan to Egypt. One crucial thing in Joseph's story was God's pivotal role in his life. God was with Joseph throughout his travels. Indeed, God was at the center of all the events in Joseph's life, be it the untimely death of his mother or his father's excessive affection which provoked jealousy and hatred in his brothers, enough to sell him to strangers. It was God who sent a kind gentleman, or perhaps he was even an angel, to tell Joseph where to find his brothers that faithful day he was sold to the Ishmaelites. Joseph stayed in prison. The two officials of Pharaoh locked up in prison at the time, their dreams and his accurate interpretation of them, along with Pharaoh's dreams and his interpretation, and counsel thereof all were God's doing. It is critical to note that God was with Joseph throughout his travel because Joseph neither begrudged nor avenged himself of the evil his brothers and the Potiphas had caused him. He rather conducted himself like a true believer in God. Perhaps you're experiencing something similar to Joseph's travails. Perhaps you lost one or both parents when you were young and raised by uncaring relatives, lied against by people of means and power, or were imprisoned without trial for years. Or maybe there is no hope in sight presently to your travails. Well, you can learn from Joseph who later told his brothers, You plotted evil against me, but God turned it into good. Friend, God always turns intended evil and wickedness into a celebration of triumph for all who trust him for their salvation and deliverance. Just as part of a lyric goes, What the enemy meant for evil, you, that is God, turned it for my good and for your glory. And another lyric says, Through it all, I've learned to trust in Jesus. I've learned to trust in God. Friend, life throws hardship, troubles, unrelenting challenges, etc., our way. Rather than become despondent, discouraged, disgruntled, and unforgiving, you should trust God through it all. People may intend evil against you, but God has his plans. However, you must, through it all, trust God, not some native doctor, occult, or false prophet or prophecy. All that the enemy meant for evil can be turned for your good if you will trust God alone. As the Bible says, all things work together for good to those who love God, who are they called according to his purpose. Those who love God obey him. Those who obey God have repented of their sins and committed their lives to God and his purpose. Friend, God is at the epicenter of every life, whether or not we realize it. And as happened with Joseph, all that has happened to you in the past, that is happening now and that will happen in the future, are known to God. If you commit your life to him, all will work out for your good. Committing your life to God requires that you recognize, acknowledge, and confess Jesus, the Son of God, as your Savior from sin and life's travails, and Lord over all things. Such a commitment brings you into the fold of those called by God for His purpose, with assurance that through all of life's travails, God's provision, protection, and promotion are guaranteed. God does not say you would not experience hardship, face challenges, or have people Plot against you. He assures that through it all, he will neither leave you nor forsake you and ultimately you will prevail and triumph as you live by his spirit. Why not commit your life to God through Jesus and trust him for your salvation and deliverance today? Let us pray. Heavenly Father, I want to thank you for your word to us. I give you glory. I give you praise. I pray, Lord, for as many as have heard this and are committing even at this time their lives into your hands whatever their situation and their circumstance. I pray Almighty and everlasting God for your salvation and deliverance and the ultimate eternity with you in heaven. Thank you, everlasting Father. In Jesus' name I have prayed. Amen. We can be reached after this broadcast by text or by calling us on either 0807-777-5630 or 0803-777-9931. The numbers to call or send text to again are 0807-777-5630 or 0803-777-9931 I really would love to hear from you. God bless you and goodbye.